This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, so this is a piece from Chaim Friedlander. Um, it's, it, it has a shaykhis, obviously, to Purim Amalek. It's on Amalek. Um, now, I, I want to first... I guess two sort of hakdam as to what he's going to be saying that I think are, um, are the context. First of all, our, um, our attitude towards our Malik is radically different than to any other nation. I mean, we, we, killing and, and, and wiping out and genocide are things that we're furthest removed from. It's something that's abhorrent to us. And Yet, Amalek is the only one. Now, th- there is a halacha of other nations, the Zion the, Amimin and the, and, the, and the people living at Israel, but that's always predicated on um, them leaving at Israel. In other words, those are enemies in the sense that they claim it's all for theirs. If we live there, they're going to terrorize us and, and vice versa. So that, that's, that's a natural um, interaction of, of war. It's something where we're threatened by them. It's ours. They're squatting. And force is the last resort. We, we would rather that they leave and scram. That's, Amalek is different. Amalek, we have to hunt down and find them and destroy them. So, so there's something so wrong and so bad. It's something about it that doesn't... Um, allow for them, they, they don't have the right of survival, which is kind of a very, very strange uh, um, it, 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 halacha. What is it about it? That's one, one point in context. Secondly, um, when you look at some of the things Amalek wanted to do, they're not, they don't see, they, when Chazal point out a virus that we did in order for to allow for for um, Amalek to come, it doesn't seem like a terrible, terrible area. What Amalek wanted to do doesn't sound to be so terrible. In other words, we don't get the, we, we don't hear the terrible things. Chazal give us bits and pieces here and there. Nothing, nothing of, of earth-shaking consequence. And yet Amalek is pinned down as being so bad. And and one more piece of the puzzle. It's true that there is an obligation for us to destroy Amalek, and it's true that that's what we have to do, but it's not happening for a very long time. Um, we, we don't have a king. We, don't have, we, 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 we have no idea who Amalek is or what Amalek is. So, so it's not going to happen a, a very long time. And yet there's obviously some sort of koach of ra inside us that resonates. In other words, the way the Chassidish Islam write is that the point is to extirpate the Amalek from within. There's something within us that, that, that has of that. So what exactly is it? Try to find the point. And, and it's obviously going to be maybe, it, it, it may or may not be something terrible as much as a key for something that will unleash a, a, a large, um, a, a, a large force of anti-ruchnius. Sometimes 
it's not that the thing in itself is so bad. It's like, you know, for an atom bomb, you set off a small bomb, which creates the compression that sets off the big bomb. So the small bomb is not a terribly big, not, not a terribly bad bomb, but it sets into motion a whole chain of events. So, so we're going to try to find um, some point like that. Don't, that's the setting of what he's going to talk about. Okay. So he starts off on, on page Kuf Samachay. Um, one of the Tariq mitzvahs is Mechia Samolik. This is something that everybody in Kali Yisrael at any time has the obligation potentially, but it's not going to happen. We have no idea who they are. The Gemara even says that even if we were able to do archaeological diggings and genealogical maps, Sancherev destroyed any ability to trace pre-Sancherev, and halachically, none of the, none of the um, ethnic groups that the Torah mentions, Amon and Moab and Edom and Mitzvah, all these are non-relevant criteria today. So um, every year we, we, we read about Amalek, we're obligated to remember it, and yet we don't really have what to go on. So he says, um, and then he poses the question we said before, there is a mitzvah to, to, to um, if anybody stays in Eretz Yisrael, um, we have to wipe them out. But that's only if they don't leave. It's only if they don't leave and they stay because they become an enemy. But, but if they leave, then, then there's no mitzvah to kill out anybody. We'd rather that they leave and, and, that, they, and, and that they're not... Okay, so he's now going to define a, um, a trait of Amalek that at first glance seems to us to be extremely slight, something that really would, would have, um, we'd have us scratching our heads. Chumrasa, this is the last paragraph here. Chumrasa shall clip us Amalek, he zilzal. The core of, of, of what Amalek's bad is Zilzal is lack of respect, lack of recognition, lack of They have no regard um, for anything that is holy, um, sacred um, to anyone. Let's talk about this a little bit outside, not what he's going to say, he's going to bring the Chazal, but I, I, I want to try a little bit to discuss it. There's a, um, there's a um, halacha that somebody who eats in the street, walks the street and eats, which was kind of a sign of couldn't care less um, about being honorable, respected, you know, it, it was sort of a, just a, a kind of couldn't care less that is, um, that the person is not eligible to testify for, for, as a witness. Why not? I mean, a witness has to be of good character. I, I, there are plenty, one would feel that there are plenty of honest people who eat a hot dog in the street when, you know, when nature calls and they're hungry and there's hot dogs, they'll walk and eat. It's, it's such a terrible thing. What is it really? Um, so Rashi says that if the person is not ashamed, what's going to keep him honest? 
So you can learn it simply that um, the best, the biggest tool for keeping us on the straight and narrow is humiliation. Most of the things we don't do wrong is because we have a self-image and we want to keep that self-image. Um, you know, I think it was repeated once, I once read from a lawyer who defends a lot of high-profile clients. He said for a white-collar criminal, the trial is a lot more devastating than the sentence because my image was upright, integrity, etc. And when that explodes, I really, really have lost myself. So that, that's a simple way of looking at it, that, that it's the self-image, honesty, and so on. But there's, there's, there's a second and a deeper sense. Um, Rav Hutner has a mimer. He speaks about Erech and the concept of um, value. And he writes, he, he speaks about Shabbos and other things where it says, I don't want to go into where he speaks about it, but he says that the concept of value is uniquely human. In other words, um, physical uh, attributes of an object, sweet, sharp, hard, soft, um, nice, not nice, those are things that usually an animal has also. I mean, an animal might have different tastes than we have, but, but those are things that are easily accessible. When we ask ourselves to evaluate something, um, important, unimportant, certainly good and bad, values are uniquely Adam. In other words, Adam's seichel, Adam's das, first and foremost is to give value to things. It says when Adam gave names to everything, that was an expression. It wasn't that he recognized values. It wasn't that he recognized properties. He, he, he gave each item its place and what it is and what it isn't. So what to ask ourselves, of all, of all of the physical attributes of an object, it's built into us. Soft and hard are built into our sensory organs and we only sort of, we judge it by our interaction. Whether this is soft or not depends on how strong I am and, and how, how strong I, I bore down on it. But at the end of the day, the standard of soft and hard is outside of me. I didn't set it. And sweet and sharp. Yes, my taste buds might, I, I'm, a, I'm a referee, but I didn't set the value. In, in when we're talking about good and bad, when we're talking about values with sort of a capital V, we set the values. And therefore, when I tell somebody, it's, it's, this is um, to do your duty um, for your country. For some people, that, that's, that's, that's something that is supreme. For other people, say, I'm not going to be an idiot, let somebody else do it. There are 300 million other people here, let them do it, and um, you know, it'll happen, don't worry. And, 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 and a person who doesn't have that value, um, who, has that, who has that value, will look at him and say, what are you talking about? And a person will say, I, you, you're, you're referring to a non-existent um, value. I don't, I don't recognize it. I'm, I'm, I have nothing with it. So if, value is something that we recognize as such. It's not something that is 
a given and we can sort of referee it and sort of say yes or no, but it's something we establish. So if we're to ask ourselves, what is the most destructive thing that a person can do in society? It's destroying the values. And, it's, 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 and the way you destroy a value, there's only one, you can't, it's very difficult to argue down a value. The only way you can destroy a value is through ridicule, through um, making light of it. And that's why comedy or satire is so devastating, especially when it comes, I mean, the, 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 the work that, that did a lot, that did a lot more damage to religion was not a, 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 a deep text disproving it, but Voltaire's satire was probably a much better, a, a, a much better, worse, and, um, more devastating because ridicule is what undoes it. So any time I, um, I, I go up against when I try to undermine the value itself, if, if a person, you know, if a person is mashpia on other people because his behavior is bad, um, for instance, he's less than honest. So if he's doing it because he has a big Yetzirah for money, it's not as bad as somebody who is a psychopath and, and he says, honesty is, is, is a superstition. It, it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Because when you, under, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you destroy the value itself, then there's nothing, to, 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 then there's nothing there. So the word zilzal is, is, is it, it, so when you come and you make light of something, that becomes, um, that becomes uh, d- destructive. Then he brings the chazal. All nations were scared to fight. So he says, he brings the famous Chazal that what was wrong with, what was wrong with Amalek coming and attacking Klai Yisrael? They, they were attacked, the, 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 the Egyptians enslaved them for 200 years and, and um, did much worse and yet they're not as severely punished as, as Amalek? The answer is because when Kal Yisrael left uh, Mitzrayim, they were like God's nation. All the nations in the world had now, um, had now <coughs> adopted, they, they, now, they now had another piece of the puzzle, that there's a God and it's his people and you don't touch his people. And that was part of the mindset of people. Amalek went with Mr. Nefesh. They went ahead and they said, uh, uh, you know, nonsense. We'll attack them. Even though they lost, but, but they cracked that aura of invincibility, the aura of you don't start up with God's people, that they, 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 with their mysterious with their nefesh, they cracked that. Um, it's something which sort of stands, just like Claudius Yisrael's mysterious nefesh for Tov establishes a value. If a person is willing to go to the end for the good, that says, people say, you know, 
That's integrity. That's honesty. That's kindness. Look at what he's willing to do for it. When, when you come and you're willing to attack at any price, and you say it's absolute rubbish, then you've, then, then you've uh, um, destroyed the heart of what could keep a person right and good and so on. He says, let's take a look. Next page. Now he describes it. He says, when the Jews left Mitzrayim, it, the world saw um, the world saw that something else came into being. He, he sort of uses as a metaphor. It says that when the when the um, oceans split, all the oceans in the world split. In other words, it's not only the pshat that that particular ocean split. It it it, it affected the entire world. The repercussions of what happened in Mitzrayim established the entire world on uh, uh, something else. I once heard a, 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 a parenthetic remark, but I think it's really very, it's a very insightful. I once heard this from Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg, Rosh Hashiva in in Neri Yisrael's Ghanim He asked, it says that the whole world trembled when the Torah was given in, in Sinai. He asked, you know, we don't see that the world is terribly affected by Sinai. What, what, where, where do you see the effect the world had on Sinai? That was, that was his question. And like Har Sinai. The, 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 um, the, the, so, so he said the following. He said, before Har Sinai, if, somebody's, if, somebody, if a woman was expecting and they decided to abort the fetus, and he asked them why, so we just don't feel like having kids. That's it. Didn't require anything more than that. When Har Sinai came around, why are you killing your kid? I don't like him. I, you know, it's not don't, too expensive. Uh, um, when Har Sinai came and Akash Baruch said, Lo Sirtzach, it didn't stop people, but people needed to answer. It's an unwanted child. The child has no quality of life. Um, I have a right to my body. It's my life versus his life. 101 different rationalizations were necessary because those values, whether you kept them or not, they were there. They became a reality. And like we said before, you know, this is hard as reality. I can, I can put something on my hand to soften the blow, but, but I can't fight reality. So certain things came into place. Claudius Rose's position in the world, who they were and what they were and, 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 and so on, had become established, and they broke through it. So, so now he quotes a, 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 a Chazal in the opposite direction. It says, why did Klal Yisrael, what was it, the crack in Klal Yisrael that allowed Amalek to come in? I want to spend a minute to talk about this also. Whenever something happens to us, spiritually especially, I'm talking about spiritually because it's more For instance, why did religious uh, uh, Judaism suffer so terribly, so terribly last 200 years? The answers will be the Haskalah movement, this movement, that movement, Pick whatever moment you want. There's always a villain who's accused of, of, of doing it. And yes, you know, certainly it, 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 it appears that that was the... But the question is a different question. question is, why was our immune system down? You know, when, when somebody gets sick, when somebody gets hit with something, so okay, yes, we understand why. But if somebody catches an illness that most people don't, or, 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 and, and, or the person gets sick constantly or something, 
we have to ask ourselves, why is his immune system not up to it? I mean, part of Torah is supposed to be something that gives us a certain immunity to, to, to being affected. What happened? It's not enough to ask the Torah that and devastated us. That, that's, that, that, is, that is correct. Why? Why didn't we have what it took? If we were perfect and so wonderful and so fine, well, how did it get in? It's like, the, you know, the, at least in my days in biology, they was taught that the first line of defense is the skin. If the skin is whole, then, then, then it's hard for, for germs to get in. Cut yourself or make any type of opening, you, you know, then you've lost half the battle. You're piercing the walls is, is half the battle. So, so what happened to Kaisal that Amalek could attack them? Um, had Kaisal been perfect, then we would have been like in a shell. And, and we wouldn't have suffered. So Chachamim say, Vayov HaMolek Ve'lachim Em Yisrael B'Refidim. That he, he fought Klal Yisrael in Refidim. Um, so they said, Refidim is a code word, Al Sharafi Yidem Betayra. That they slacked off in learning. Now, he points out, it doesn't sound, the word slacked off, if I tell a student that you're slacking, it doesn't mean that it's about to be thrown out. That, you know, in, in, in the list of offenses, slacking is where it starts, not where it finishes. So what does it mean, roughly, David Torah? They sort of weakened themselves. It, it, it wasn't it, it's okay. It's, it's okay, but why a Molik? You know, why is it that that's something that's particularly vulnerable? So the point that he makes is when you do something half-heartedly, it's because it's gone from a goal to a task. Things, when a person is in business and he's about to make a great deal and he, he's, all engines are fired up, he's tireless. He, he, he gets, day by day, he gets stronger. When a person is working for somebody else, so day by day, you slack off. You know, because it's not, there's nothing there to fire me up, nothing there to excite me. So it's another day and another day and another day. Um, when there's a lack of appreciation for something, so, so slacking off means it, it, the, the motor is sputtering. I'm lacking the chashivas of it. It's not the most important thing in my day. It's a chore. So chores you get tired of. The things that are important to me, um, whatever it is that's the whatever it is that's the the, the, the most crucially important thing for me, I, I don't get tired of it. So, so Rafi de Mbatora was sort of in a deeper way the type of activity that came that allowed for Amalek to get in. If I don't value it as much as I should, then 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 it's going to come in. I, I once um, I, I had an acquaintance of mine. He's actually I, he's, he's an extremely prestigious position today, um, but younger than me, I don't know, a dozen years younger than me, fifteen years younger than me. And Numen Yisrael, the person was a highly intelligent person, a very broad person, um, a person with the kolo, in yeshivas, and, and so on. And he's, he once, his wife's brother got married in America, and he went to America for the first time in his life. And I asked him, um, no, so how long are you going for? Two days, he's flying in for the wedding, coming back. So I asked him, David, you're not... You're not curious? I mean, you're the type of person that would want to go and see and explore and so on. And he told me, you're right. 
But he said, you know, he came from a, a, a little bit more of a modern environment where sitting and learning wasn't, uh, uh, you know, was something that was up in the air. Yes, maybe, maybe not. He said, I asked myself, if I would be a lawyer in a law firm, how many days would I take off for this? I wouldn't take off more than two days, three days. He said, the respect with which I hold my learning is the respect that people will give me for learning. If I look at my learning as being okay, then people will look at it that way. And if I look at it as being something very valuable, if I don't take off more than a minute more than I need to, then other people will look at it that way. That's very insightful. I, I, I thought it was a very, very insightful point. Um, the person actually is now the chief rabbi of Eretz Yisrael, Rabbi David Lau. Um, he, he was a neighbor of mine, and he um, and he was uh, was very friendly. They, his in-laws his in-laws lived right on top, you know, two floors on top of us, and very friendly. So he said, you know, uh, I, I said to myself, the respect that I have for my learning is the respect other people have. If, what? If, if people, if people, so the roughly dermatory means the, if the crack that you leave open is because you don't see it as the be all, then, then that's where Amalek gets in. And then it says, it was also, it says Amalek's chutzpah was they would cut off the bris mila and throw it to Akadish Baruch Hu, And the point was snubbing it in your face. It, was, it wasn't. It, there was very little gain, except the point was, it's it, God, and, and 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 godliness is not all it's cranked up to be. It's it's you know you can stick your tongue out. Um, it's it's the, the um, I remember reading people when when the communists took over in Russia, and they were doing their best to uproot religion. So one of the things they would do is they would tell the kids, okay, um, if, would you like candies? And they would say yes. And then will everybody put their heads down and, and pray for God to give them candy? And the kids would pray and there was no candy. And then um, they would say, no, where's God? They would say, okay, put their heads down and ask Father Stalin. And sure enough, there were candies there afterwards. After kosher, but there were candies on the, on the, on the, on the things. And so, so you ask yourself, you know, it, it, I mean, it's not a, I mean, it, it, it's not terribly great, uh, deep intellectual argument, but, but, but it, 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 it accomplishes it. it. It's sort of, it's a satire of it, it, it a cynical way of, of, of knocking it, and, and it does it. Now he's going to bring a Gemara that, the, and a morale's explanation of five areas for us that this is um, most likely, or this is where we express it. It's on Kuf Samach Vav, on the right-hand column, on the bottom. Kidvar Hashem Boza, Zamegal Aponim B'Torah. Ves Mitzvosa Heifa, Zamev Brisbosa, Hikoris, Tikoris, Gorbalam Haz, Gorbalam Haba. It says there's a specially, um, especially severe punishment, very unclear, very undefined, Kidvar Hashem Boza. He desecrated God's name. He made light, not God's name, God's words. He made light of God's words. So, um, and, he, and, he, and he didn't keep his mitzvahs. So, not keeping his mitzvahs says is, is, um, means that he doesn't have a bris milah. 
So yes, the answer is, if you don't have a bris mila, the punishment is karis. But what exactly is dvar shambaza? It's, it doesn't refer to anything um, making light of Hashem's uh, 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 words. Mikan Omer said, including this is, Hamechalas Akachim, a person who desecrates meat in the base of Migdash, the Kachim, Mevazes Moados, he makes light of Yontif, Mefer Bishavrom Avinu Brismila, Vamegala Ponim Betoresh Lekalacha, and someone who interprets the Torah in ways that are not true. Uh, this obviously it does not fall under the, the, the Ayin Panim, like somebody said, you know, it says the Ayin Panim Torah, but not Ayin Aleph. There, there are many ways, there are an infinite amount of ways that's distorting, perverting Torah, and there's X amount of ways that, that are real. So the person learns Torah and teaches it in a way that's not true. And someone who insults somebody else, so um, the Maral says, what does it mean? Mikan In order, didn't add it as five items that are, you know, that you don't have haba. He said mikan ama means include it. Once I understand that the portal for this chorus is Dvar Hashem Baza, making light of HaKadosh Baruch's words, I now have five areas where I think that, where, where this applies to. So the morale, he's quoting, paraphrasing the morale over here, and I'm going to combine a few so it'll be a little more efficient. Mechalas HaKadshim, and Mevaza Samoados um, are two that and and, pass, and two that are that will go together and we'll explain it. First of all is um, when one of the ways in which people make light of Torah is as follows. You you're willing to concede that God is a very important thing. God is important virtue is important, and so on. What you're not willing to, to, to adhere to, to believe in is that physical things could be so very important. The type of attitude, yeah, you really think God cares how many dots are in that asterisk? I, I know the idea is great, it's beautiful. We, we, we beautify uh, our temple with it, it's nice, it, it, it shows the love of Israel, and so on. But, you know, it, it just means, it, 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 and, and the edge to it is, it can't be that God is so involved with mundane things, with physical things. He, he, the morale says this, this applies to Basakachim. Um, what do you mean it's holy meat? I mean, it was, it was Migdash, this and that. It, it's an event. It's a nice event. But the idea that you can, that, and it's sort of an edge. The, the, the language used is, he's mechalal the kachim. In other words, he, 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 he cheapens it. He says that it's, that it's worthless, that it's not something. Two, he says that mevazim ados. The idea that time can become sacred and sort of, um, you know, it, it becomes a frozen bubble. Also something that, that it, 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 the point is, 
it's, it's taking something divine or sacred and sort of tagging it onto something physical, and that's something that's very hard. Um, the bris of Avram Avinu, the fact that a human body can contain a covenant with God, especially the place where it is, is something that is very easy for a person to make light of. So those are three areas that seem to come together. In other words, we knock God not by knocking virtue, not by knocking God, but by knocking the physical world and the connection to it. It sort of completely removes God from any connection with the physical world. Dalit. Let's, and let's talk about this. This is something that I guess is, is, um, is, is extraordinary and, and it fits in so well that Maral says it. The, the, the idea that why is it that humiliating a person is such a terrible avera? It's based on the concept that a person is selim alakim. It is a terrible thing um, when, when people who deal with um, animal rights, they, they um, so when they talk about physical pain to an animal, that's correct. Um, animals, a person needs to be kind and needs to, and needs to um, treat everything living with kindness. Physical pain to an animal is a, an avera, and, 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 and that's fine when we speak about it. There are halachic, obviously, when, you have, when you're preferring a human life over an animal life, that's fine. But when we start talking about the dignity of animals, what right do we have to make the animal work for us? The animal has its own career. The animal might want to become president. I don't know. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's the, 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 you know, so there's, I mean, the, the idea Every animal has a right to be named. It should have a name. That, it, what, what, what they're doing is not elevating animals. They, they are, I guess. They're, they're, making, they're blurring the line to human animal. On a physical level, animals are the same as we are. We have a body, they have a body. And a person should not cause undue pain. Um, and therefore, and, and, and therefore, if you can avoid the tsar, you certainly should not. You know, that's that's rachel But when you're talking about attributing a quality, it means that you don't quite get where the, the idea of not humiliating a person comes from. And we'll read it inside a bit. Hamalben um, plechaverot. It's dalit. It's kuf samaches dalit. Hamalben es plechaverot sheyeme ke adam hu achomri be madrigos in echshves klum. He doesn't recognize that there's a tselm alakim impressed on a person's face. <coughs> that that tselm alakim is is um, is is impressed on a person's face. And that's why a human face is very different to animal face. It's, it's um, you know, uh, uh, all the other features are much more similar. Human face is, is unique. You can tell something about the person's stature, the person's kedusha. If we can see one place where something with the neshama and the guf 
blend together, merge together. Thank you very, very much. If, if there's one place where we see it is, that interaction is on the Panim. Omnom, so to say how Kaddish a person is, only people in high Madragas. But we can see a lot on a person. In, 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 on his face, we do see a lot of his inside coming out. The person who is Maldnei doesn't see the human being anything more than a person. And nobody would, if we, if nobody would act that way towards God. But we're not, we, we don't recognize that, that every person carries in himself Tzalm um, the, the, uh, it, It's fascinating that Rabbi Avram Gujensky was the last Mashkir Sabatka Yeshima Sabatka. He was a very, very elevated person. He was, he was my father's Rav. My father had left Yeshiva already, but he was the person he spoke to. And he was in Covenant Ghetto, and he was killed at the end of the ghetto. Um, somewhere in the middle, the Germans had beat him up terribly, really beat him up terribly. He was hospitalized, and then the Germans burnt down the hospital. Um, but when he was laying in the hospital, he, he said that what, I, I guess, what he has the most Agmas Nefesh from, the thing that hurts him the most is that Atzalim Alakim could become so destroyed. That in Slabotka, the entire uh, um, the, the entire approach to life was to view yourself and others as Tzalm Alakim, and 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 the the the, the, the desecration of Tzalm Alakim was something that bothered him terribly. So a person who's mal other people, he's lacking that value. And finally, Vamegala Panim Batera means um, that the person mocks Torah. And he's able to take all sorts of things and to make it less than divine. And I want to talk about this also because it's, it's, um, it, 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 I, I want to try to bring out the point that he's making. We can look at Torah as a wise guide to life. So I could take a book written by somebody I, I consider to be wise. I can, I can uh, uh, adopt a lot of what he says and say, you know, this is remarkable. I can also find flaws with it, and I could poke fun at it. It's not terribly polite. I, you know, if I, to, to take a great work and to say, um, wow, this is amazing, amazing, amazing. This thing, the poor idiot must have been asleep or something, and, you know, so on. Okay, you know, but it, it's, it's not... It's not nice to do it, but at the end of the day, it's not a contradiction. Uh, you know, even, even bright people make mistakes and so on and so forth. And w- what happens is, so let's say I'm reading um, some great thinkers' works. My attitude is my mind is the ultimate arbiter of good and bad, true and false, and so on. This man knows a lot more than me, but I will test everything he says, and the things, there are things that will enlighten me, that's great, because once I'm enlightened, I say, oh, I get it. Um, but, you know, and, 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 but at the end of the day, the standard is me, and what I understand to be good and bad, 
And, th and this is something that I will um, use as I think appropriate. That's, um, that's, uh, that's an attitude that's it's sensible, makes sense. If I take the Torah and I say like this, listen, I know what's right and wrong. Um, the Torah has many beautiful pieces in it, some very nice pieces, but other pieces that it's missed the boat. Even if I add the caveat, but I still have to keep it because it's binding, it's Dvar Hashem Baza. In other words, if, if my statement is understand it for right and wrong, for instance, I can do the same thing with, with American law. I can say, listen, American law has some brilliant parts to it, some compassionate parts to it, and some utterly stupid parts to it. But as a law-abiding citizen, I have to keep the law because that's the way it works. That's a perfectly legitimate attitude as regards, um, you know, U.S. law. Some people would say even it's a bit too charitable. I don't know. You know, it's a, that's that's uh, you know up to that's up to opinion. But if a person has the same attitude with Torah and he says Torah is off mark on this, but you got to do this, it, it, it or or whatever excuse I find to limit it to to to, to anything I do around it. That's called Megala Panim Betarish and I want to explain it. It doesn't mean I paskin not right, but rather it means that I try to show a face of Torah that's not halacha. If, if, if I say Torah really is this, this, and this, and this is just an oddity of halacha, some, some fluke, then, then I'm being Megala Panim Halacha. Halacha, the facts. It's, it's like a scientist having data in front of him and, and saying, listen, this is a beautiful theory. The inconvenient data will, will be a fluke, even if it's the majority of, of, of the data. It doesn't make a difference. That is, and, and that's, that is the most hummer of it, because if we're talking about undermining Torah, <coughs> then I am undermining it more than anything else like that. So let's finish up here. Last few paragraphs. He says, these five different types of... Uh, he, there are other opinions about what Megal Panchak, but it's, 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 it's similar. It's in different ways. These five types of um, devaluations of Kedusha are included by Hashem Baza. And therefore it says, Why? So he says over here, it's not a punishment. It means you don't have any connection to a world beyond. Let's try to understand this a little bit because it, 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 it helps us rethink and understand what Olam Haba is. We, we, we think of Olam Haba as like this world. It's just that it's a, it's a five-star facility. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's great and everything works and fine. It, it's, a, it's a place of reward. That's the only way you think of Olam Haba. Olam Haba is much, much deeper than that. Olam Haba is a world that's built around the, the emis. And that's why in this world, the money that I kept for myself appears in my bank account. And the more money I kept for myself, the bigger my bank account is. And the bigger my bank account is, the more doors are open for me. In Olam Haba, which is a real world and a world of truth, the more 
I gave to other people, the more I did for other people, I'm a bigger person. And, and that's, the, it, it's, it's a world whose core is the values. Just like we said hard and soft are realities this world, and, and, and light and dark and so on, Olam Haba is a world where the reality is um, Tov and Ra. It, it's, it's Olam Emes. You know, it's the world that Emes is its core. We, we can't picture it, we can just talk about it, but, but that's what it is. So, so um, the, the, a person who chips away at the very core of values, of Torah values, then what's he building the world around? You can't have a world built around an ideal when you've destroyed the ideal. So, the, 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 we'll just re- recap over here the, the, his, his points. So basically, Amalek rep, rep, is, is, the, is the core enemy of godliness. And if we take a look at what he does, first and foremost, he destroys the core value of it. Instead of Hashem and Tov being the reality of the world and the core of the world, um, he, he, he undermines that. He diffuses it. It's not all it's cracked out to be. Um, it's just like, uh, let's, l- 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 let me give you a personal experience. When I came to Etsy Stroll, it was in 1970. The, 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 the effects of the Six-Day War were still in place, and very rarely would an Arab attack you because they were still scared. It was like, you know, um, they, they were helpless, and, and, and that was the way this, uh, the attitude was. You know, after the Kippur War, it changed dramatically. And the same thing with the, with the uh, um, and, and it in many ways exacerbated in the, in the Intifada. Once somebody snubs their nose at the policeman, and the policeman, even if he responds, but, but, but the concept of authority is undermined, the concept of value is undermined, then, 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 then there's nothing to build around. That's the core of it. The core of HaKadosh Baruch in this world is values. And if you mazals on it, then it, it's gone. So in Ruchnius also, so long as a person is not mazalzal, it doesn't make light, he, he keeps things with appropriate respect, then he may wander, he may stray, he may do, he may not do, but he'll get to it. When, once a person makes light of something, a person makes fun of something, then, then it, becomes, um, it, it becomes something that is um, meaningless. The, the Gemara sanctions um, lightness for one thing. It says, All mockery is not, is not uh, sanctioned except for making fun of uh, idolatry. Because when you have a false god, the way to attack it is with humor. Um, and so the, um, the, the way in which, or satire is a better word for it. So the, the arch enemy of the good is not doing bad. It's undermining the good and sort of making fun of it. There was a, there's a, a story, and you see how Gedolim um, saw these things, and, you know, the, the, the wisdom. 
there was a, a rabbi in a town who was not particularly popular. And the, um, and the Balabatim were eager to try to find some excuse for getting rid of him. They asked him a shayla. He issued a psak. And the psak, he missed a shach. He missed him for shach. Shach is one of the major commentators in Haruch and Yardin and Koshimishpat. And, and you, in the old days, um, before you could Google it, if you didn't know a shach, uh, that was open, it, it really cast aspersion on, you know, on your level of scholarship. So the Balbatim were thrilled. So what they did was they sent in the question to the Godladar, to the biggest post of the door, that was Rabbi Zekochon Inspector. He was the, the Godladar, and they sent in the question to him. They were waiting for a letter of you idiots like, can't you open up a shamach looking within yourself? Why, 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 you know, that, that's what they're waiting for. And then they would come and they would, you know, and uh, they, they, they would send the, the rough packing. Rizchon got the letter and he sent them a tshuva like the rough paskind. And then a day later, he sent them a tshuva that he made a mistake, he missed out the shach, it's a bit obscure, and, 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 and he retracts his psak, and it's like the shach. And that was incredibly wise. In other words, A, he felt, even if the Rav might be lacking something, the idea that you could have a constant tug of war between a Rav and Kehila undermines everything. You know, you might win this particular battle and you lose the wars. Secondly, it's, so his, his ploy was to show them that it, even a big poster will make this mistake, but he's not going to leave it at a mistake. So he, 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 you know, that's how he did But he figured out, as soon as he got the letter, he said, he asked himself, why are they asking me not their rabbi? Usually in, in rabbinic literature, what's common is um, you ask your own rabbi, and if your own rabbi has thoughts about it, he will send the letter of It's very, very uncommon that Balabatim should circumvent thereof and ask over there. Though many of Ramshik wouldn't answer letters like that and so on. Secondly, he said, this is a halacha. So what's going on here? And he, he deduced it and, and, and you know, so, so it's, a, it's a tremendous wisdom of, of, of Gedoli Yisrael, that's one part of it. But the second piece of it is understanding that if you undermine authority um, and, and, and the chashivas for, for, for Rabbanis and for the Muhammad, everything is destroyed. Um, so so, so the, 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 the fissure of, of where Amalek creeps into us is if we have less than respect for things that are kedusha. It's, it's one thing when a person, it, it bothers me sometimes, you know, in fact, there are some communities that say tachron less often on, on uh, less often by mincha, they okay. They have a, a yard side of a, of a rebbe. That's fine, whatever it is. But sometimes you go there and the guy just gives a bang and says, "Vijitz rebbe's yard site. You, you know, doesn't know who Vijitz rebbe has no idea. But you know, it's, it's this and that. It's bothersome that a person is is makes you know. Tachnon is a tefillah. It's a very important tefillah. It's part. Of, it's it's sort of attached to monastery. It's very chashiv. There are, there are different minhagim that's legitimate, whether you say Pesach Sheni Tachnon. I don't have a problem with the minhag, 
But when it becomes like a joke, anything that becomes a joke is a fissure. Everything else becomes a joke. So maybe Shmanes is a joke. If Tachna is a joke, so, so you know, start cutting out other pieces. Once you, once you crack open and, you, and, and if, it's, if it's Hashem's words and you treat it with less than reverence, else goes out the door. And the same thing is true in a very insidious way. When, when you take, if you don't recognize Torah as the ultimate value, that this is, this is the bedrock of what's right and wrong. And it's true, there might be many parts I don't understand. That's a perfectly honest, legitimate statement. But not understanding doesn't mean I can keep it with one iota less respect than if I do understand it. It's, it's right not because I understand to be right. It's right because it's right because Hashem's right. So, so I, if, I guess if we to look for a chizuk in, in, in vis-a-vis Amalek, covered a Torah, but cover that Torah in a more deeper way, not the ceremony of, you know, kind of standing up and saying nice things. Covered means that I need to treat it with tremendous um, reverence. I once heard, for every instance, common, uh, many others say it, the word covered, the opposite of covered is nikle, and in Aramaic, yakir is covered, um, and zol, zil, zol, is 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 the is 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 like nikla, you know. It's covered means respected, and nikla means despised, and the same thing in Aramaic. He pointed out that the roots of both words in both Hebrew and Aramaic are the same. The root of the word covered is like kaved, which means heavy. The word of nikla means light, like kal. That's the sort of the root word of it. And the same thing in Aramaic, yakir means both dignified and it means heavy. Um, I, the yakir, it says by Metzir, by, Metzir is by, by Tzoros, that the yakiri, not the they don't get kicked around. And zal, zil, means both light in, in, a, in a sense of dignity and light physically. The reason is something that is covered, something that's nichbod, means there's a lot of gravitas there. I can't move him around. I can't move that around. It, 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 it has a, a, an inertia to itself that I need to work around it. I can't, it, it can't be moved. If some, a person who's very, very important and, he, and, he, and, and, and he's, I need another seat, I, I can't just tell him, okay, get up and find another seat and I, I need a seat for somebody. I, I'm, I'm going to say, oh, you sit here, we'll add a seat here. If it's a person that I really don't think much of and don't, don't have respect, I don't, you know, find yourself a seat, there are other seats around. The, 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 the covered and, 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 and Nicola, they, 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 they rotate, they revolve around this axis. So if there's something to be mischazic in vis-a-vis Amalek, which is what's relevant to us because, you know, we don't have real amolek and that we know of and, and it's not to get, is that to give the, the, the appropriate chashivas to things that are of Kedusha, to people that carry things of Kedusha, to, 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 to the words of the Torah. And right, we all carry Torah, we all kiss the Sefer Torah, that's wonderful. But when we come to something that's difficult for us to really get a sense of and understand, so be it. So the answer is, we're far from it, and we need to, we're going to, we have a lot of catching up to do to, to understand it. That should be the attitude. But some we should be zochot to have a, 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 a Purim, an enlightening Purim, and a, and a, and a joyous Purim, and we should be zochot to bring back the, the Kavaydi of Torah and Adam 
that that Amalek has has destroyed. Okay.